What's going on, man? Welcome back to the channel. Welcome back to the basement. I'm Ron. And last night, Adam Schefter dropped an absolute fucking bomb on us. The Rams and the Lions swapped QBs. And I knew I had to get the camera on, get everything recording in the morning, get you guys a hot new video to come out. I want to give my thoughts on the Matthew Stafford trade, what this means for fantasy football, and what it means for the Deshaun Watson trade value for all my Jets fans out there, for all my Dolphins fans out there. So we'll talk a little bit of that at the end of the video. Now, before I get into all of that, make sure you down below and subscribe. To keep it a buck with you guys, we hit 500 subscribers and I'm and I'm super happy about it. I love all you guys that are subscribed, but the truth is that only 4% of the people that watch these videos are subscribed. That's like one in every 25. So most of the people I'm talking to through the camera aren't even my subscribers. I know that if you found this video that you're going to enjoy the kind of content that I put out on a weekly, on a day-to-day -day basis in these trenches, man. Now, before I ramble on anymore... Let's go. Raising my hair at my city, unlocking there ain't no time to take it off. Underrated, straight out of college, just call me Jared Goff, and now's the time you hate and call me a bus for my tent. Let's talk about my thoughts on this trade. So straight up, when we look at the deal itself, so the Rams get Matthew Stafford and they give up their 2021 third round pick, which I think was the 89th overall. Their 2022 first, their 2023 first, and Jared Goff, and that seems like a lot. And I'm honestly seeing a lot of buzz that the Rams got fleeced. You know. Stafford's not too much of an improvement from Goff. They just gave up their whole future, but it's kind of even for me. I kind of, I think that this is just where both teams are at in the stage of, of their teams, their franchises. And the, the Rams knew internally, like McVay numerous times hasn't committed to the idea that Goff is the quarterback of the future. When you know that your quarterback isn't the, the one for the future, the one that's going to win the Super Bowl, when you close your eyes and you just can't see that boy with the confetti coming down, at that point, right now in 2021, you have two options when that happens. You trade for Deshaun Watson, or you trade for a top three pick and you get Lawrence Fields or Lance or Lawrence Fields, Lance, or Wilson. You get one of the top four QBs. The problem is, is that they've given up so many, so much draft capital for the Brandon Cooks deal. You have the Sammy Watkins deal a few years back. You have the Jalen Ramsey deal. They give up a lot of first round draft picks, but it works. They made the playoffs. They've been making the playoffs and they've been a dominant team because of McVay. They made the Super Bowl a couple years back. Now, because of that, they don't have the assets to trade for Deshaun Watson or trade for a top three pick. They, In order to, to make that move, if if two first, a third in Goff is what it costed to get Stafford, if they wanted Deshaun Watson or a top three pick, they have to give up all that. McVay's firstborn, Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald's kids' kids, just to get the deal started, just to get the ball rolling. It, it would... It would be uh, so much that it would be crippling to their franchise. So I, I think that the the way that they went is fine. And another option on top of that is they could have gone for Darnold, the guy like Darnold, but it's clear that he's a project. The The Rams have a strict championship window. They have Jalen Ramsey, they have Aaron Donald, and they only have those guys in their prime for so long. I think Ramsey has a much longer prime ahead of him, but Aaron Donald and those contracts are going to catch up with them over the time. They only have so many, so many years to win now. I think it's really over the next one to three years. So you get a quarterback like Stafford, He's going to play at a high level. He's a guy that's a borderline elite quarterback in the NFL in real life. Not so much in fantasy, but in real life. And you have to also remember, McVay gets the most out of his quarterbacks. He is almost a, a puppet master. He was, with Goff, he's in the headset. He's he's breaking down the defenses for Goff. He's pretty much just, just holding on to Goff's little hand and guiding him through defenses. And if he can do that with Goff, a guy that I think is honestly, if we're being completely honest, in a vacuum, no McVay. He's probably a slight upgrade to a guy like Mitchell Trubisky. I think he's in that same tier as a Mitch Trubisky. So you get Matthew Stafford and you get him in a McVay offense. You get McVay in his headset. I think that he's going to do do some, some sick things in that offense. And I think that this is the only move that made sense. Like I said, they would have to give up so much more. And I think that this gives them some flexibility too, because now they're going to, 
They're going to go all in on these next one to three years. And if it doesn't work out, you have to remember, yes, they mortgage their futures. They don't have a first round pick until 2024, but they also exchange their future for talent that they could also always offload. If let's say they do the Matthew Stafford thing, it doesn't work out. Now they have Matthew Stafford. They have their wide receivers in Cup and Woods. They also have guys like Cam Akers. They have guys like Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey. They can all trade and they could easily get a few packages done where they say, okay, this is not going to work. We have to just get back to the drawing board, reset it. They could easily have four firsts in 2023, 2024 and offload an Aaron Donald to Jalen Ramsey's for two firsts each. They can always change that back for currency unless Aaron Donald or something like that was to get a career ending injury or something like that. One more angle I like to look at from this trade is it seems like McVay isn't comfortable with Goff in those prime time moments. He's not the guy that you want to lead down your, your offense with two minutes to go. And that's what Stafford's great at. He has 38 game winning drives in 165 games, which is like 23% of the time, which is crazy. 23% of his games. So one in almost one in every four of his games for the Lions, he's leading a game winning drive. For Goff, it's only 11.5%. He only has eight game winning drives in 69 career games. You can say that the Rams have been better over this time. So maybe they're not behind in, in as many games. They don't have to do as many fourth quarter comebacks. But I think that you can you can kind of rationalize that away when you remember that his first year was awful and he hasn't been to the playoffs in every single year that he's been in the league. Now, when we switch to the Detroit side of the deal, I like this move for Detroit a lot. This is why I say I think that this is a win for both teams. The Detroit Lions have plenty of flexibility. They're clearly in a rebuild and now they have five firsts over the next three years. And all they had to do was downgrade their QB during a time where they're not even trying to really win a Super Bowl. So... Going from Matthew Stafford down to Jared Goff isn't a big deal. And I think that the only negative you can take from that is their contract. Stafford's only signed through 2022 and Goff is signed through 2024, about 25 million every year. But if you look in depth in this contract, there's an out after the 2022 season because the guaranteed money runs out. Whoever Goff's agent is fucked up in the 2023 and 2024 seasons or the Rams just wanted an out uh, at that point because they didn't want to lock themselves in for too long. You can cut Jared Goff into the 2022 season, have no penalty from it. And that would have been the same year that they would have gotten out from uh, Matthew Stafford's deal. So they are pretty much paying the same amount they would have paid through 2022. And that's it. They basically just swapped out Goff for Stafford, pretty much the same damn contract. And they got first round picks for it. Now they have a quarterback that can be a bridge quarterback. You can also try and groom Goff into being that guy if you think that he has potential. He, he was a first overall pick, but I think I'm out on Goff. Now they can take a QB at seven, like a Trey Lance, and let him develop behind uh, Goff. Or they can even... They can even now they have draft picks that they, they can use to move up to a top three pick and go get Fields, Wilson, or probably not Lawrence, but probably Fields or, or Wilson. They can now move up and get that guy. And in any of those instances, they have the flexibility to let him sit behind Goff and be a bridge type quarterback, the Alex Smith, Patrick Mahomes type route. For me, I think that's a huge win for Detroit because they've been stuck in this purgatory where they're in the middle of, yeah, we're, we're a fringe playoff team with Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford. The team around him wasn't good enough, so it's just a cycle where you go 9-7, and seven, get a mid-round pick, not good enough to really change the roster around. So I like I like it. They, they hit the reset button in Detroit. They get some flexibility. I think it makes sense for both sides. If you have anybody on the Rams offense in Dynasty, you, sh you should be hitting folks right now. Like This this is huge. Right now, I think I think Cam Akers is a huge winner from this. Now you get in a not an elite, I don't want to say elite Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes type quarterback, but... He's a fringe top 12 guy and a big upgrade from Jared Goff. There's going to be more touchdowns scored. It's going to be more efficient. And Stafford has a really good track record of targeting the running backs. You have to remember, he's a guy that's had Reggie Bush, a Theo Riddick. Um, he's, had, he's had plenty of running backs where he filters the runs 
to the running backs, especially because he's not a mobile guy. He's a check down guy when he's not throwing the double coverage and shit. So I really like Akers. I think Akers now has a lot more catching upside. He also, we saw that he's going to get the workload. He's going to get the workload. He's going to get plenty of targets with Stafford. They're going to score more touchdowns. And I like it for Cup, Woods, and Higby. I think Everett is a free agent this year. The passing game, it's all it's all upgrades, but I will also say it's a weird scheme fit because Matthew Stafford, he's had Calvin Johnson, he's had Galladay, Marvin Jones. These are all contested catches, go 30 yards down the field, jump up over receiver and Mawson. Woods and Cup aren't really those kinds of receivers, but maybe it might work to Stafford's benefit, kind of like uh, with Josh Allen. You think that he's somebody you want to throw into double coverage, uh, toss it up, let somebody go get it. He had Calvin Benjamin like his rookie year or whatever. I think it's gonna be interesting to see how he meshes with these wide receivers, but I think I think that at the very least it's an upgrade from Goff for all those guys. I'll also say for the Detroit guys, slight slight downgrade for Swift. It kind of sucks for Swift because I, I doubt that Galladay and Marvin Jones sign back in free agency. The team is clearly in a rebuild. It's clearly not going to win games or be a prolific offense anytime soon. A little bit of a bump for Swift and the rest of that offense. I mean, Hawkinson, I, I, Hawkinson, he's still a top five tight end, great prospect profile. Tight ends take time to break out anyways. So he is, he's, he's dope. He's about to go into his third season, but for tight ends, they really enter their prime by the time they're like fourth or fifth season in. So I'm not, I, I'm not any more off Hawkinson. There's also no other wide receivers on that roster besides Galladay and Marvin Jones I'm interested in. And I think both of those guys walk. So that, that's what we're looking at for fantasy here. Now, this is going to be my favorite part of the video, man. All, if all of you Jets fans stuck around, this is the part of the video that you want to hear about. What does this mean for Deshaun Watson? If Matthew Stafford is worth two firsts, a third, and Jared Goff, what, what the, the fuck, fuck is Deshaun Watson worth? Now, according to the trade value chart that I pulled up, the Rams traded two future firsts, an 89th overall pick, and Jared Goff. Those draft picks come out to 2,145 or 2,145 points and Jared Goff. So I would call it about 2,500 even. Now I'd say Deshaun Watson, if Stafford is worth 2,500 even, I'm saying Deshaun Watson's worth 5,000, which is double, which is double. So now we're talking about 5,000. Who can actually acquire Deshaun Watson at the price of 5,000? Because I think 5,000 is, is about right, which would be like, that's like five future first round picks it's a lot, but I think what people don't understand when they talk about the Jets, you can't value that second overall pick as just a, another first. That's really the problem that I think a lot of people have because they're like, oh, the Jets, they would cripple their franchise to go to trade for Deshaun Watson because they're thinking, oh, uh, the second overall pick, 23rd, another first, another first, and maybe a second or something else. When you actually look at it, the second overall pick is worth 2,600. So that's the, the second overall pick believe it or not, is worth more than what the Rams just traded away for Matthew Stafford. If if a team came to the Jets with that, if if the Rams came to the Jets with Goff, two firsts and a third for the second overall pick, it wouldn't be enough. They'd have to add they'd have to add in more. Now, the second overall pick is 2600. So I think I think what we're looking at for that 5000 range if we're if the Jets fans want him, which obviously I'm a Jets fan, I want him. And I think this is a reasonable trade. We give up the second overall pick, which is 2600. We give up a 2022 first, which is 1000, a 2022 second and a 2023 first. So we get the 2021 first, uh, the second overall is 2,600, then 1,000 for the 2022 first, which is 3,600, 1,000 for the 2023 first, which is 4,600, the 2022 second, which I believe, what's that, like 420, and then we add in a John Franklin's Meyer or Bryce Hall, and that's probably what we're looking at for Deshaun Watson, and I think that when we look at that on paper, I think a lot of people would be hesitant to want to give up that much, but look, we still have four picks in the first three rounds in 2021, a first and a third in 2022, and we'd only be missing a first in 2023. Now, we don't want to be missing a first in 2023 
but Joe Douglas has a member. If you guys remember when we were on the board, I, in the second round, I wanted Denzel Mims so bad. And this guy, fucking Joe Douglas, traded back twice. He traded back once or twice in the second round. He gets Denzel Mims. And that's how he accumulates more capital. He's a guy that likes to accumulate capital in the future. And yes, it's it sucks to be down a pick in 2022 and 2023. But we have enough assets right now. And on top of that, remember, he's going to trade back a few times. He might trade from 23rd to 29th and acquire the second to make up for it in 2022. Joe Douglas is a guy that likes to trade back acquire picks in the future and really just just keep paying it forward if you made it this far man i appreciate it make sure you go down below subscribe leave a like comment also if you made it this far man join the discord i wish i mentioned in the beginning of the video make sure you join the discord man we're gonna have all kinds of stuff on there we're gonna be dropping uh links to mock draft links to march madness brackets i'm gonna have my rookie rankings my dynasty rankings my Superflex dynasty rankings all that's gonna be in the discord in extremely soon once we hit 15 members we're at 14 right now once we hit 15 members I'm moving a lot of the premium stuff that's on the Discord to Patreon. Everybody that gets it on the Discord first is going to get free access to the Patreon. But on the Patreon, that's going to be where the rankings are. All of that stuff is on. So make sure you go down below. You join the Discord. You get in there quick. And on top of that, I just want to thank you guys one more time for 500 subscribers. I know that I said in the beginning of the video that only 1 out of 25 people uh, that watch these videos are subscribed. To you guys out there, the 1 in 25 that are subscribed to these videos or subscribed to my channel, I really appreciate it, man. Like... 500 subscribers is insane uh 500 like i like i know it's not in like when you look at all these other youtubers or fantasy football youtubers that are even out 40,000 50,000 100,000 i think the fantasy footballers are at right now i'm happy to be at 500 only about six months in. we've been grinding our tail off to get here but you have to remember this this thing's gonna snowball get in get in now boys i'm telling you we're gonna build a community we're gonna build a really fun channel really fun community and i think this is gonna be a different fantasy a different sports channel than what YouTube is used to seeing. And I think that we're really going to build something big here, man. And I, I, I'm, I'm being super truthful when I say that I think we're going to build something really big here. So if you've been here and you've been along the ride, man, I really appreciate it. As always, you can find me on Twitter at Ron Stewart underscore. And I'll see you guys in the next one. Move on, make his heart stop and greater show on turf if it were tile. You would be mopping here the snap. Take a step back, spiral and watch it fly. Hometown hero gonna be known till the day I die. Daddy forced a path and I knew I had to take it somewhere. Cali kid and golden bed to match the sun rays in my hair. Had my city unlocking, there ain't no time to take it off. Underrated straight out of college, just call me Jared Goff. And now's the time you hate and call me a bus for my 10th game. Was raised to keep position and raised to stay on my grind and hustle. Last thing I'll end up groveling for a chance to Marcus Russell caught that shit like